the greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. Episode 3 of Complaints and Observations. We are uh, currently uh, two more episodes than I initially thought I would do, so uh, props to me. Uh, I am still Dave LaPointe. Thank you for uh, joining me. Uh, so I'll start the show as I, I have done previously. That is to uh, continue to beg for submissions via email, showmail at complaintsandobservations.com or the voice message function that's at the bottom of each episode page. Um, we're going to just get more people involved, try to, you know, see what we can come up with and suss out something good, you know, make it actually worth listening to occasionally. So we are getting closer to, we say we, it's me, just me. I, I am getting closer to welcoming that first guest to hopefully next week. Um, so send those in. We'll bitch and whine together. Uh, it'll be fun. Um, so what I wanted to start with today is um, a video that I retweeted yesterday on the on the show page, which um, is uh, comms, C-O-M-S, and uh, OBS, O-B-S, pod on Twitter comms and obs pod it is a fucking horrendous twitter handle i mean it's the downside of naming your podcast something absurdly long is that you have to take shortcuts on occasion and sometimes those shortcuts really stink and in this case that's one of them so i may fix i may change it but i mean for now comms and obs pod on twitter so I retweeted a video that I love. It's six seconds long, but it's the best goddamn thing I've seen in a very long time. It's, I mean, it's funny, but it, it's its fascinating more than anything else. So some poor sod is standing in line in front of the RMV somewhere in our fine Commonwealth, for those who may not be within the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, RMV is the Registry of Motor Vehicles because for some weird fucking reason, we couldn't call it the DMV, like literally every other state. But then again, we're not a state. We're one of two Commonwealths, us in Virginia, blue bloods, you know, what can you do? So anyway, this gentleman's standing in line in front of the registry, and he is literally pissing down his leg. He's peeing himself in line in front of the registry. Makes a puddle and everything. There is a lot going on in this six-second video. My hope is that since most of you aren't following the Twitter page, comms and obs pod 
shame on you. Um, my hope is that by the time you hear this, you have seen this video. Because my assumption is that it'll travel. It's the internet. Uh, I think Barstool, somebody on Barstool retweeted it. So you'll see it for sure. If you haven't, I strongly suggest that you go to Twitter. You could probably just type in mass holes, which the person that tweeted it out like to call as mass holes. Never heard that before, dude. Super funny. You could search mass holes, search RMV, search pissing, uh, and you'll see it. So or if not, if you don't want to go to Twitter, you could try, you know, Alta Vista, Google, Grizzle, whichever your search engine of choice may be. You will not be disappointed. So let's let's dissect this, if you will. First and foremost, the gentleman clearly has his shit together when it comes to his car. Because he has all of his important documents in a sweet manila envelope that likely features a faux brass clasp to keep all that shit in. Now, you're not putting anything less than incredibly important shit in one of those sweet bad boys. Am I wrong? Why else would you carry around a manila envelope with a faux brass clasp unless you meant business? That's one. Two. The outfit this guy has on would fit in anywhere. If that anywhere was a small local garage, Revere Beach, a shitty county fair somewhere, Standard white tank undershirt looks fairly new. But again, this is a six second video, so it's a tough call. But it's it looks crisp. So my guess is that it's new. I could be wrong, and based on this gentleman's actions, I probably am. There is a shirt hanging from his belt in front of him which he probably took off in an effort to cover up what he is in the middle of. Incredibly shrewd move on this gentleman's part. Just dynamite thinking, you know? He knows he has to take a leak, and he knows he's going to do it right here in line. So he's going to take the shirt off and hang it in front of him to, to cover up no evidence at least, you know, in this guy's mind, this <laughs> shirt is going to provide him with all the safety he needs to get his work done in the registry. He is wearing either cargo jorts or just some kind of denim colored cargo. But uh, neither are going to serve him very well here at all. That's two. Three. He is wearing a mask and gloves. So good for him, as we can't be too careful given our current climate. I really wanted these gloves to be some classic mid-90s Franklin batting gloves, but no dice. Uh, they look like gloves that belong to someone who actually does hard, useful work for a living. Good for him. He's a far better man than I for doing that. So... Uh, that was three, four. Now, everything here 
thus far has been spectacular. But the piece de resistance are the brown mandals and, of course, no socks. Now, no self-respecting mandal wearer is going to pair them with socks, so good move. But in this case, he's chosen poorly yet again. Now, I don't think he came to the registry expecting to to piss himself. At least I don't, I, I can't imagine he would. A question that I had is, how long has this guy been standing here? I mean, there's there doesn't seem to be anybody behind him. The video is taken from a car that's parked in front. And it's pretty close. But there's one person in front, six feet in front of him, so his social distancing is on fucking point. Nicely done, sir. Even though you've pissed on the sidewalk. So it doesn't look like there's anybody behind him. So unless that line was a mile long at some point, and he had a, you know, he had he's probably a guy that goes to dunks and orders uh, a large uh, hot with six creams and six sugars. You know, one of those assholes that, you know, probably grew up on Rhode Island and just drank coffee milk all the time. So now he can't drink regular coffee. That was a deep pull there. Uh, yeah, coffee milk. Fucking love coffee milk. Autocrat? Whew. Yes, please. Anyways, so <clears throat> the mandals and no socks, which means now he's gonna have he's gonna have wet feet. And if you've worn sandals or mandals and you've gotten them wet, you know how uncomfortable that is. Now imagine the wetness is from pee. That's ten times more uncomfortable. He said, you know, it would be for me. I mean, for pretty much anybody else, but this guy, he had to go. What can you do? The good news, though, is he is wearing a nice brown belt to keep up the jorts, keep that tank tucked in tightly, and to match the mandals. So good on him for for being somewhat fashion forward, although the blue shirt, it's like a navy blue shirt. Oddly enough, it really, it matches the... The, the registry sign, I just noticed that. It's, it's playing in front of me nonstop, and I've probably watched it now roughly a thousand times because I love it. But the color of the shirt that is covering up his uh, piss-stained jorts uh, matches the, the registry sign, so nicely done. The last point, the video catches him at the end of his task, so he gives the leg a, a cursory shake. He takes a nice step forward away from his puddle. And then he makes a quick glance around. Like, who saw me do that? He clearly doesn't see the person filming him. Because that would be... I don't know. What kind of what kind of reaction do you think you would have if you pissed yourself in front of a fucking registry? You turn around and there's somebody filming you the whole time. <laughs> What kind of reaction would you have? That'd be amazing. But my guess is that he's relieved at this point. He's done. He feels better. He's ready to pick up those plates to slap on what I assume is an 85 Monte Carlo. 
and ironically probably has a decal of Calvin pissing on a Ford logo, if I had to guess. But again, it's an assumption. My biggest hope here is that this guy, you know, doesn't have some sort of medical issue that... But again, I'm, I'm just, I'm commenting on a video, you know, what the fuck? It's funny as hell. It's disgusting. It's funny as hell. And I needed to take way too much time to dissect that thing. Uh, that is, and I could go on. There's probably more that I could pick apart here. Like I haven't, I didn't even touch on his hat, mainly because I can't tell what it is. So I don't want to make assumptions, you know. Not that kind of guy to make assumptions. That's not true. I make assumptions all the time. I'm I'm a fucking asshole. Anyways, all right. So let's get into um, this particular slice of the show where uh, we will play uh, some messages that are left for the show. Now, again, as I mentioned uh, during episode two, I did receive uh, a few of these. Um, unfortunately, I'm only going to play one because uh, this is the only one that I cared for and that um, you know went along with the the gist of the program. Here, you know, it's good. It's an observation, a complaint. Play it. We'll talk about it. But uh, this is sort of just a you know an example of what I'm going for here. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a complaint from Mr. Dave Lapointe. You know what I, I can't stand? There's people wearing their fucking masks in the car while they're driving. Like, dude, you don't need to wear the mask while you're in the car. You know what I mean? I don't think the COVID's going to slip through the cracks in the windows and end up in your car or come through your uh, AC vent system. I think you could lose the fucking mask, please. A big thank you to uh, Jack Lapointe, uh, who is um, who happens to be my brother. He's uh, a better man than I as well because he works for a living. He does a hard, useful work for a living. Here I am, unemployed, in my unheated basement, talking into a microphone to no one in particular. Sad. Anyway, so yeah, Jack makes a dynamite point. Uh, I don't get it. Especially if they're alone. If you're driving in your car by yourself, you really should not be wearing the mask. Unless, again, here's... I say again, I didn't need to say again there, but... If... If you have trouble putting the mask on, and you just simply don't want to take it off, all right, fine let that go. If you're in a car with other people who might be uh, elderly or otherwise compromised, fine. However, like Jack said, the COVID ain't coming through the cracks in your window, dude. There's no need to wear your fucking mask uh, in the car. I just think people are paranoid. It, you know, I th I think in some regards it's warranted. Not entirely, but in some regards. But, yeah, there's just no need. It's 
this it's funny the virus is a weak virus from what i've read i'm not not a doctor this is what i've read which is why they tell you to wash your hands so many times because soap will just literally wash this fucker away but uh yeah this thing isn't going to it's not it's not like a ghost from ghostbusters that can you know why did i meant what is that that doesn't even make any sense it's not that doesn't make sense Oh, boy, that was terrible. But, so yeah, it's not, he's a thousand percent right. It's a legitimate gripe. And quite frankly, it's not needed. Uh, the best part of that call is that he titled the clip, quote, lose the mask, you douche, end quote. Just brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Much appreciated. Um, free ad time. I uh, neglected to do a free ad during episode two because I've learned now that I have to basically outline the entire episode in front of me and follow along. Otherwise, I won't fucking remember anything. So, yeah. Uh, Free ad. The free ad today goes to the Depot Street Tavern. Uh, The Depot Street Tavern in, hold on, I want to say it's Medford. Nope, Milford, way off. The Depot Street Tavern in Milford um, is, quite frankly, one of the best restaurants I've been to in the last, I don't know, five or ten years or so. I had um, a bolognese there that was dynamite. I had a special one time that was a um, Korean short short rib ramen that I still dream about. It was that good. It was fucking amazing. The downside is it holds like four people. So you got to get there really early. They are currently doing takeout. Check them out. DepotStreetTavern.com. DepotSTTavern.com. Don't tell them I sent you. They don't know me. Plenty of fat bearded guys go in there to eat. So they're not going to know if you say, oh, hey, you know, it's the... You know, the short, fat, bearded guy who got the short rib ramen that one time? Yeah, him? Yeah, they're not they're not going to know me. I wish they did know me. That would be fucking fantastic if they did. But, free ad of the day. Depot Street Tavern. Check them out. So, the uh, main complaint for today is Jobs. 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 I don't know why that sounds so funny when I say that. But anyways, so being currently unemployed, I'm spending a majority of my time doing three things. One, playing too much FIFA. Two, uh, building a shitty podcast empire. And looking for a new job. So, being in my early 40s, I'm already at a distinct disadvantage as employers seem to think that everyone my age wants the moon and uh, the perfect situation with which to cruise into retirement, retirement, quote unquote. Uh, Little do they know that me personally, I really don't want the moon, but would rather a a good fit and, and something that I won't hate. I mean, honestly, that's the goal. Find a job that I don't hate. 
Um, and you know, I'll never retire because I've, I've spent these 40 plus years, uh, spending what little money I've had on an embarrassing amount of nonsense, which is why I have, uh, a lousy 401k and, uh, a very meager savings. So, I mean, retirement, that's a fucking pipe dream, but I've had a couple of, a couple of uh, good phoners here in the last couple of weeks with a couple of really nice people. Uh, one was for a job that I really didn't want. The other one was for a job that I, I may want. I'd have to learn a little bit more about it, but, um, you know, it better than I expected here in the first few weeks of unemployment was how still seemingly robust or at least active the greater Boston job market has been, which has been nice. But the problem that I'm finding and the complaint that I have in general is that most everything that's currently available is just a play on the same kind of company over and over and over again. So it's some kind of software, software for security, software as a service, software to tell you that your hardware sucks, Software that alerts you when a customer has pissed down his leg in front of an RMV. Um, that last one is not true. It should be. If you're a developer of some kind, get on it. It's a great idea. I'll let you in on uh, 20% of the profits. Um, but, you know, I think part of it is I'm software-averse in some way. And I, I would prefer selling a physical product of some kind. I think having the, you know, the um, the actual product in front of me, or at least the ability to have the product in front of me, is is more appealing for whatever reason. And I'm not even 100% sure. I could be completely software averse for no reason. But I don't know. I When it comes to technology, I am a complete fucking stooge. I have zero clue how any of this stuff works. Um, I built a website that was basically paint by numbers. Uh, this whole podcast thing, this website that I'm on, Anchor, anchor.fm, that's not the free ad of the day, but unbelievably easy. Like, if a fucking moron like me can do it, anybody can do it. But... So, I mean, am I crazy for wanting that, to, to, to want to sell a physical product? My saintly wife has an awesome job selling needed products to a very specific set of clients. And quite frankly, I mean, to me, that's an absolute dream. It's a dream. Because you know what you're selling, you know who you're selling to, it's perfect. And it's a finite number of clients, which makes it makes it even better. That's what I think. She may have a differing opinion, but that's that's what I think. <clears throat> so I I don't know. I think what I need to do then is sort of separate myself from being software averse, and maybe learn a little bit more about selling software as a service. I don't know anything about it. Never done it. Or anything even remotely close. I've I've had a lot of fucking jobs in my life. And that's something that maybe that that could be another episode. But while I have you, 
I was in retail for a number of years. Fucking hated it. But sold video games, music. Then I got into actual sales. I was selling appliances. I sold alarm systems. I sold steel. Um, what else did I sell? Uh, more music. When I got into healthcare, which was a good job, made a lot of really nice contacts, but I don't know why I'm going off. But anyways, I've got a lot of fucking jobs. So, I don't know, I guess I need to get over that. But the other thing I've noticed is that a lot of marketing companies or branding agencies, if you will, uh, still seem to think that just taking two words that have no relation to one another, smashing them together is the best way to build a brand. Now, these people probably know a little bit more than I do, but that seems really fucking stupid. You know, you've got... I, I'm going to make up three right now. Ready? Blue Take, Spring State, Furious Small. Boom. I mean, then the current one's like, wait. No, no. They might be hiring, but I don't think I'll make the cut. So, um, But I just made up three of them. Just like that. I think I found a, a, a new line of work. Look at a look at a piece of paper of shit that I've written in the past. Take pull two words, put them together, boom. Name, company name. Sweet. But look, I'm I'm in sales and I'm I'm not you know, I don't particularly I don't want to say I don't care for it, because that that's not accurate. I don't love it. But I'm not entirely terrible at it. Very good at building relationships and building rapport. I'm good at that part. My downfall is that I'm typically taken advantage of by clients once the relationship has been established. You know, get them on the phone. Hey, you know, you need this. Let's talk about the project. There you go. And I'll get, you know, come on, Dave. That's the best you can do for me. And then I just cave because I'm a fucking pigeon. Give them what they want. But I mean, I, I have a great attitude, conform to just about any uh, any changes, again, because I'm a pigeon. But I mean, this ain't a job interview, dude. Fuck. Shut up. But, I mean, that's... I've noticed that, and I can't... I just don't understand why. It, it, when you look at the jobs page on LinkedIn, every fucking company, two words, smashed together, boom, company name. Whatever happened to naming the company after the guy who starts the company? That seems a tad more honorable. I don't know. Maybe that's like you can't have a tech company named after somebody. Why not? It doesn't, I don't know, doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Again, I'm sure there are branding people and marketing people that have thought this out and figured it out, but I haven't. You know, LinkedIn is an odd place. There are far too many people on there with horseshit made-up titles, like for their own business, which, you know, in theory is perfectly fine. It's your business, so call yourself whatever the fuck you want. But please don't expect me to bow down to something called the, quote, lead client happiness provider, end quote. 
honestly, that just sounds like prostitution to me. Maybe I'm being a little rash and insensitive, but it's immediately what I thought of. And then there are some titles that are legit, or, or that I found to be legit after doing some actual re- research, like something called uh, a workplace strategist. Still strikes me as some shiny bullshit. But apparently there are some companies that have these people whose job it is to make sure the office or workplace is appealing and makes employees happy and productive. Seriously, that's a fucking thing. That's an actual paying position. Now, I'm sure there's way more involved. From what I read, you know, there's a lot of uh, real estate stuff and a lot of, you know, you, you're dealing with a number of different departments. You are almost like the liaison between everybody. But, I mean, I, I don't see how... I don't know. Again, I don't know. And that's a problem. I just don't know. I would like to know. That's the goal of the pod. Learn things I don't know. At the same time, the way things are trending now, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of -of out-of-work workplace strategists in the near future. Everybody's working from home. I don't see that changing. I'm sure it'll change, but I mean, the office setting... I never thought I would like working in an office. My last job, I loved it. My God. It was great. I loved getting up and going to work. Fantastic. Setting, perfect. I'm going to miss that part of that job. Also, if you happen to be a workplace strategist, and for some ungodly reason you're listening to me right now, I do apologize. But you've made a lousy career choice. You should sell software or something. Uh, I read an article on LinkedIn from one of these people who the author quoted in a piece about changing careers in the midst of a pandemic. Tad out of touch, I would think. Maybe not the best time. You know, give it some time before you're talking about changing careers in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have your shit together if you're like, oh, well. That would be a good time to try out that new career now that there are, you know, 25% of the population doesn't have a job. Hmm. Weird. But, uh, so anyways, this fucking rocket scientist said about those looking to do that, she said, quote, she, she, quote, strongly believes in sucking it up and staying put, end quote. So the person in charge of making sure that uh, um, there are a bunch of brain-dead smiling faces in the office is telling telling people to suck it up. I mean, fuck right the fuck off right there. The tact was just horribly poor. Horribly, horribly poor. Tell us that you know we should be thankful to still be employed but that if we're looking to change careers, now would be a good time to expand your network to include those in your newly chosen field. Also, look into any kind of education that might be needed in order to to get there 
See, I'm reading now, because I wrote this part out. wanted to make sure it sounded professional. And I fucked it up. To get there, seeing as we're likely going to be working from home for a bit, that could allow you to get a jump start. That was a very well thought out piece right there that I wrote out. I wrote that, typed it out, and then, you know, was thinking, oh, this will be great. I'll read this. It'll sound really smart and intelligent. And then at the end, I could say, quote, this, well, quote, this is what I, I'm saying, quote from my own fucking words. God. Uh, voila, I'm a workplace strategist. See that? What a fucking joke, huh? Just ghastly, David. I mean, really. That is fucking terrible. Oh, you are the absolute worst. But to that workplace uh, strategist, seriously, congrats on getting by on Grift. It works. It works real well these days in some sectors. But, um, you know. Yeah. So I that's, you know, that's pretty much the gist for jobs. I mean, I could I could go on about jobs. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants a sob story about an unemployed guy. Nobody wants that. I don't want to tell it. I mean, that's it sucks. I think that it'll be fine. I think it'll work out. Um I think I'm going to uh, build a a hugely failing podcast empire uh, that'll make me uh, some money. Not really. I had a buddy tell me I should start a um, patron or patron. I don't even know how the fuck to pronounce that. I don't want to be asking you guys for money. Why would I do that? When the merch store hits, then then I'll do it. I got all kinds of lousy merch ideas. It's like, oh, we're going to make a fucking shirt. Yeah, buy a shirt with my podcast name on it. It's fucking terrible. We get to a certain point uh, down the road. I'll be pushing product. I'll be the Julian Julian Edelman of podcasts. Pushing, pushing, pushing. See, I've talked for fucking 20 minutes straight. Julian? Julian? Pussing? Fuck. Why did I decide to do this? (laughs) Let's rewind. I'll be the Julian Edelman of pushing product. That should have been pushing shitty product. Fuck. It's time to go. This is it. Listen, thank you so much for listening to episode three of Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. I am your host, Dave LaPointe. Um, that's it. Ta-ta. <laughs>